Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Earn Your Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in or have even been told are possible. I'm your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Zach Kanati. What is going on, everybody? I hope you are having a fabulous week, kicking ass, taking names, and of course, earning your good day. Now, today we got a pretty solid episode. We're going to get into, uh, well, before I tell you guys what we're going to get into, I do have two quick asks for you that I want to get out of the way. The first one is that if you find today's information useful, thought-provoking, change of perspective, funny, it's just useful, you think it's good information, I ask that you use it and start to implement it today right guys as soon as you finish listening to this podcast i ask that you implement and start to use it number two is if you answered yes to the first one and you are using it and you also think you know somebody who could benefit from this or if you know somebody who could benefit from this even if you don't know that you would i ask that you share this episode with them guys all right the point for this one is actually pretty important I'm trying to build, and we as a community are trying to build a larger community of people kicking ass, taking names, and earning a good day. All right, guys, so to do that, I need your guys' help. You guys are a critical part of this, and I need you to help spread the word, all right? So share it to new people, spread to new people, talk about it, post it on social media, send it to somebody in their DMs, whatever you got to do. But guys, the more we get this word out, the more people we teach how to earn their good day. The better we become, the better our community becomes, and ultimately, the better the country becomes and the more problems we can fix, which is, by the way, the whole reason this podcast exists, to help you guys earn a good day and to hopefully fix some problems we got in the world. Now, what are we talking about today? We are talking about how do you know when you're leveling up, all right? And I think this one is a pretty important topic because it's it's one where it's very easy to get discouraged when you're trying to improve your life. Okay, guys, I think we all know that it's it's a hard journey. It's not easy. There's a lot of days where you don't feel motivated. You don't want to do it. And honestly, you want to just kind of lay in bed, rest, relax, and not do what you know you're supposed to do. And it's hard, right? Yet there's also a lot of us who have been on this journey for a while now and sometimes we're doing the things every day. We're waking up on time. We're getting our workouts in. We're getting our daily tasks done. You know, we're being good people. We're solving problems, but we just feel stuck, right? Like we just feel like things are not moving forward. We're not as far as we want to be. And we start to question, it's like, all right, man, like I'm putting in all this effort, like day in and day out. I'm kicking ass. I'm busting my balls. I'm putting in all this effort. Like I'm putting in truly 100%. Like I'm not sure if I can give much more at this moment. Yet why am I not leveling up, right? Why do I feel like things are not going in my favor? Why do I feel like things are not working out for me? I'm not where I want to be, where I think I should be yet in life. So how do we know if we're leveling up when we're in that state? And there's a couple different ways we can figure out where we're leveling up. There's a pretty obvious one. We're actually, you know, we're making more money. We're getting fitter. We're get better financially stable. Our relationships are better. Your mental's better. So things are better. But sometimes 
especially once we've grown for a while and we're operating at a pretty high level, it can be hard to realize that we've actually improved, especially when we're focusing so much on the day-to-day, even the hour-to-hour, getting those tasks done. It can be hard to almost detach yourself and look at your life from a 30,000-foot view. And I want to tell you guys a story to remember to emphasize this point real quick. It was back when I was in high school. I think I was probably about a junior and I was working out. I always did the the AM workouts, especially in the off season. I just love that. Uh, so workout started at six. What was it? I think it was 6 a.m. And we went to oh, 630. It was 630 a.m. And we went to about eight because school started at 820. And so we would get in there, we would do our 30 minutes of conditioning and cardio and agility speed type stuff. And then we have an, uh, about 45 to fit, 45 minutes to an hour lift. And so we had about 20 to 30 minutes to get ready for school. Now, in this particular day, uh, it was Wednesday, which means it was power production day. So we were doing cleans and we were doing hang cleans. Now, if you guys know me, I have a love-hate relationship with hang cleans. They are an amazing exercise for full body power development because first you have to deadlift the bar up and then you have to be so powerful that you can pull it up to uh, high enough where you can then sit underneath the bar, catch it in a ass to grass squat or a really low squat and then you must front squat it up. So it's a really complex movement. You have to be extremely powerful to do this and Actually, Olympic weightlifting is a sport and the clean, usually it's the clean and jerk, tends to be one of the two lifts that Olympic lifters do. The other one would be the snatch. And so this is very similar to a clean. Instead of catching it in the front rack position though, you take a really wide grip, aka snatch grip, that's where the name comes from, and then you catch it overhead like a wide gripped overhead squat. And so you still catch in the bottom position, and then you must stand it up, control the bar, and stop overhead. Well, at this point in my life, I was eating oh, probably between four and 5,000 calories, and I was dead set on a goal to gain as much weight as I could. My goal was about 30 pounds so that I could start varsity football the following fall, right? So actually, this might have been my sophomore year then, because I, I started my junior year and my senior year. And anyways, we're working, we're doing the things, and I'm doing uh, my hand cleans, and we had five sets of seven. And normally, that would be a little bit high on the rep range, uh, but we were doing it, and so we were doing seven sets, or seven reps, excuse me, and I was on my third or fourth set, and I kept missing like my one, last one or two, and I just couldn't quite get under the bar. And if you guys have done hand cleans or cleans of any kind, you know they are incredibly taxing on your nervous system, which is why they're so great for power development because it's a neurological drive. It has a lot less to do with your muscle mass and a lot more with how hard and how quickly and coordinatedly you can contract your muscles. So I'm doing it and we had our our D-line coach, Coach Rob, he's an amazing guy. Uh, And I was getting frustrated so he came over and he was like, man, what's going on? Like, why are you so messed off? And I was like, coach, I just can't get this fucking weight. And I was like, I've I've been working out. I was like, man, I got all my other sets. Like, why can't I get this one? It's just stupid. I was pissed off, right? Because it can be incredibly frustrating when you've been, again, working your ass off and you're just not reaching the goals that you think you should be reaching or you're having an off day. And I thought I was having an off day. And so Coach Rob, he did this amazing thing for me is he took my folder, which is 
back in those days, I know so long ago, uh, we used to record everything by hand. So we had these paper folders and we get our, our programs printed out. And it was usually a four week block and we would have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And so I was going in and coach Rob, you know, he looks at my folder and I'm cleaning 135, uh, which wasn't crazy heavy, but it was pretty solid for that point. And he was looking back and this was the last week of the block. And so I really wanted to go up and wait, but we had two rules in terms of going up weight. One was if you make your reps, right? So if you have a set of seven and you make all seven of them with good, clean form, you're supposed to add five pounds. The other one with movements like this, where it's more about the neurological drive and how fast you can contract your muscles, you go up five pounds every week. And he was looking back at like where I had started just three weeks prior or four weeks prior. And he comes over to me. He's like, Kanadi, come here. Look at this. And he shows me my form, right? He shows me my folder. And he goes, dude, look at where you're at. And he looks at me. I was like, yeah, coach, I'm at 135. That's what I'm supposed to be doing today. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, go look back at week one of this. And so I go back and look at literally just the other end of the page. Four weeks prior, I was, I failed at 105, right? So four weeks prior, I had gained 30 pounds and I was on my fourth or fifth set and I was feeling at the same thing, same rep number, but I added 30 pounds to the bar in just a month. Now, if you guys have been lifting for any sort of time, you know that 30 pounds in a month is a huge amount of progress. And he looks at me, he's like, dude, you just got to relax, man. Like you're kicking ass, bro. Like you're doing just fine, man. And so I looked at him and I was like, I didn't really say anything, but I kind of shook my head. I was like, all right, I guess like I shouldn't be so mad. Like I'm making really good progress. It's just this specific set, right? Like these last couple sets were just pissing me off. And so I kind of go, I take a couple breaths. I go in for my last set and lo and behold, I hit all seven reps. Now the last previous two sets, right? So sets three and four, I had missed the last two. And on set five, when I should have been the most tired, right? When I should have been the most fatigued, I should have missed on that set. I should have missed even more reps. I actually hit all seven reps. And the reason I bring this story up isn't uh, to like show off how strong I am because like 135 really isn't that much for the clean. Uh, but it's to show you guys how our mindset can change just by taking a step back and taking a larger view of the world. A lot of people, if you listen to the personal development space, it's, they call it like a 30-foot view or like bird's eye view. And this is really important to do because oftentimes when we get really into it, into the nitty gritty, we, we actually can't see what's going on around us and all the other moving parts. We get so narrow and laser focused in onto this one aspect that we literally lose sight of what's going on around us. And if you've ever shot a firearm, you know this too. If you're not looking down your sights, you can see everything around you. Everything's very clear. But as soon as you look down your sights, you kind of get this tunnel vision. And all you see are your, are your sights and then the target. And there could be whatever going off next to you and you're not going to notice it. But as soon as you take your eye off that sight, you can look around and everything is clear. Even if you don't physically turn your head, your peripheral vision gets clear. Now, and there's a story from... 
um, extreme ownership where Jocko Willink is talking about this. And it's actually the first time he took a leadership role and stance in the SEAL teams. And it happened to be uh, on his first deployment with his first platoon when he was just like a fresh green butt, a fresh green SEAL. And he said they were in a raid and everybody was in position and nobody was making a call. And in combat, you know, seconds feel like minutes and minutes feel like hours and hours feel like days. And he said it was probably about, you know, five or 10 seconds. And he's waiting for somebody to make a call. And he's like, okay, like he's the lowest ranked guy. And in the military, the lowest ranked guys are not supposed to, you know, supersede anybody above them. It's, they have the chain of command and you're supposed to follow that. So your commanding officer is supposed to make the call. But he's looking and he's waiting and like 20 seconds go by. Nobody makes a call. 30 seconds go by. Nobody makes a call. And so what he does was he simply takes his eyes off of his sight from the iron, from his iron sights. And he looks around and he makes a call. He said, hold right, flank left. A very simple maneuver. And within like that, you know, boom, everybody starts calling it, repeating it down the chain, hold right, flank left. And... So they move and boom, they accomplish the objective and mission success. And Jocko said that was one of his key lessons he started to learn about leadership. And specifically at that point, it was combat for him, but was to take a 30,000 foot view every now and then. And he was talking about, he writes in his book, the bigger, the higher up you get in leadership roles, the more often you need to take a 30,000 foot view. And sometimes what the skill is usually called, and at least what my dietetics book calls it in management skills, is conceptual uh, It's conceptual training, right? You have to get better at conceptual skills. And basically that means you have to be able to see the entire picture better. So when we're in, right, there, where we're in the day-to-day grind and we're going in it and we're laser focused in our tasks, like we're getting everything done, we're getting our workouts in, our check boxes done, and we're not seeing the progress we want to make, right? Like nobody is making the call, tell us what to do next, or nobody's, you know, we're not seeing the gains that we want to make. A really easy thing that we can do is simply take a breath, look up, and take 30 seconds, take a 30,000 foot view of where we've been, right? And this, it might take more than 30 seconds, but look at where you were a month ago, three months ago, and then even a year ago. Right. And the reason why I say this and the reason why I want to bring this up is because progress doesn't happen a mile at a time. Progress happens one inch at a time. And sometimes it happens one millimeter at a time. And when we're only moving one millimeter, right, that's a very, very small increment of progress, but it is still progress. Yet because it's so small and because each day in and day out, it doesn't really feel like we're moving a whole lot. Like we just look down and we see the exact same spot we felt we were at last week, right? But when then when we take our heads up and we actually turn around and look around and we see that, oh, I've come like 10, 20, 30 miles. I'm almost actually at the end of the trail. I'm almost actually at my goal. I'm almost actually at my next accomplishment. I'm almost, I'm, I'm almost there. And so... This first uh, tip I want to give you guys is to every once in a while detach. Okay, so that's the first one. How do we know if we're progressing? Well, sometimes we just haven't looked up. All right, sometimes we haven't taken the time to 
essentially take our head out of the sand and look up and literally see all the progress we're making. And tip number two is actually something me and my boy Dylan talk about a lot, and that is getting better problems. All right, we have this in today's society, we have this false belief that you'll never there's there's a point in life where you'll never have problems, right? Like, oh, I get I'll get money, you know, like I'll get so much money, I'll get the car, I'll get the girl, I'll get the house, you know, I'll get the lifestyle, and I'm never gonna have problems again. Really? Really? You guys think you're never gonna have problems again? Come on now. Like you guys aren't that naive. People aren't that naive, are they? Right? Like to think that you can get to a point and you know, all your problems are just going to be, oh, you know, like I'm just on the beach. I got my mimosas, my pina coladas, my margaritas. The waves are going like never have a care in the world, right? Well, even if that is your lifestyle, some days it's going to rain. Some days it's going to be a little chilly. Some days you're just not going to feel really good. These are all problems that we have in our life, you know, and you hear so many times about now like a Karen Oh my God. And there's like a video that goes viral of a Karen who blows up on a Starbucks employee because they spelled their name wrong on their coffee cup, you know, or, you know, somebody cut them off on traffic and it was just like the other person at a speed, like there's no big deal. It was just an accident. They didn't see him and everybody flips out, massive road rage. And, you know, people have this huge, big Wallapalooza. It's like, how privileged are we to live in a society that our problems are so meaningless most of the time, right? Like how privileged are we that our biggest problem is traffic? Our biggest problem is, oh, my DoorDash took five extra minutes. God damn it. Oh, they forgot to give me the extra hot sauce. Yeah, you sons of bitches, right? Like how privileged are we that those are our problems in life? It really wasn't too long ago, in fact, and we actually we can look right now at other parts of the world where people are still starving and people still don't have clean water. They don't have a place to live. They don't have heating. They don't have electricity. Hell, they don't have plumbing, right? You can't take a shit and flush the toilet. There's people right now, even in this country, where their toilet is an outhouse. They have to go outside of their house to a little wooden shack and they have to take crap out there. And they have to do that whether it's 150 degrees outside, whether it's negative 30 degrees outside in a blizzard. Because they don't have plumbing in their house. So how privileged are we that those are our problems? And this is where, where the tip comes in, guys. We know we're getting better when we get better problems. Okay? I would much rather have to worry about you know, my biggest problem of the day being somebody misspelled my name on uh, my coffee order, right? Then actually having to worry about if I'm going to pay rent or actually having to worry about if I'm going to have enough money to put in my gas tank or if my family member is going to make it through the night because they have a terminal illness, right? We are so freaking blessed and spoiled and entitled that we complain about meaningless shit all the time. And really, our our issue isn't that we have problems because you're always going to have problems. No matter what you do, you're going to have problems in your life. You can't escape it. It's just a part of life. But what we can do 
is we can flip our perspective. We can change our perspective and start looking at it. It's like, well, you know, that's a pretty damn good problem to have. You know, maybe the problem that you have is if you're going to get the meeting with a $5 million client this month, you know, or if you're going to grow 20% instead of, you know, the projected 15%, right? Like those are freaking good problems, man. That's a good problem. If you're just beginning, maybe your problem is that you're going to have a sick pump today, right? And you're like, your biggest problem is you go to the gym and you have a bad workout. You know, like you don't have any relationship stress. Like you got friends that support you. You got a house. Your bills are paid. You got money in the bank. You know, you got investments going on. Your body's pretty strong and in shape. You know, your nutrition's on point. And so your biggest problem in life is that you have a good enough workout today. And when you don't, like that's your biggest problem in the day. And guys, I think if, if we can start to take perspectives like this, and this is not to negate real problems, right? This is not to negate the real problems that do pop up in life, right? And that could be, maybe it's not a financial problem, but you're worried, worried to pay the bills, but maybe it's that you're going to be able to show up uh, for the people that need you, right? Or that you're going to be able to make all of your commitments because so many people are asking for your time and so many people need your time. That's a damn good problem, you know? Or maybe it's that your friend is sick or they're going through a big relationship or that you just broke up with your significant other or you just had a family member die, you know? The point is, though, 99.9999% of our problems in life, at least in this country, at least in America, are fucking meaningless. They don't mean anything. They're not going to have that big of an impetus on you. The fact that the barista at Starbucks misspelled your name on your coffee doesn't mean anything. You got your coffee, right? They made the order, right? Correct? You know, you still got to go on about your day. What are you bitching about? Right? Zach, four weeks ago, you were at 105 pounds and you failed then. Now you're 30 pounds up four weeks later and now you're pissed? Now you're pissed? right? Get some perspective. Be gracious and be appreciative about how much progress you actually have made. Take that 30,000 foot view. Get your head right and get back in the game. I want to add one more thing before we close out today. And that is sometimes we actually do have big problems. Sometimes the problems in our life aren't meaningless and they are just to be pissed off about them right? Maybe you're having employees who are, you know, stealing from you or you're not getting any leads, right? Like you're not, you're putting out all this work and you're talking to all these people and you're not getting any sales. You know, you're trying to do all this thing and your business just isn't take off. That's a good thing, right? Because it's still a better problem, but because you're, you can be pissed off about it and because you have a right to be pissed off about those things, that's when we have to learn how to use that anger as fuel, right? We have to learn how to use that pressure and that energy as the driving force to kick our asses into gear. And I want you guys to think about this. When you're angry, how much power and how much energy does that anger carry, right? And this was, this is a, a hard, it's something I'm still figuring out myself, right? How to effectively fuel anger because for whatever reason, I find I have a lot of 
anger in life, right? I get pissed off about things quite often. And usually it's because just what I've been talking about, I'm not where I want to go yet. And I'm pissed off that I'm not at my goals. That's okay to be pissed off about that. And before, like when I was in sports, especially like when I wrestled or I was in football, like I'm a very nice person by nature. Like I'm not a really aggressive or angry person. Like when I talk to people, I'm very kind, very generous, gracious, and so for me to like like use anger, like I generally don't like it because it feels a little out of control. And that's, it's just exactly that. It is out of control because I'm learning how to control and focus my anger when it pops up to be able to use it productively. And this will be another episode kind of that we talk about. Uh, we'll go more in depth on this. But when we have that anger, guys, we have to figure out how to direct it at a at a task right because it energy is energy and it doesn't really matter where we get it it's just the fact that we have it so if we have it and we only have anger we don't have like this blissful joy we have pain and we don't have like this great kumbaya super happy energy about attacking our goals right getting after our things we still have energy okay so if you're pissed off and you don't feel good you still have energy to go and get your tasks done. It's just coming from a different source. And yes, would it be great if all the time, you know, we just felt happy and everything was awesome, you know, and we had like all this super positive emotion going towards a goal? Probably. But there does come a point where we have to take our anger and we have to be pissed off and we have to use that anger to push us through, right? To push us to that next level. And with this, this usually comes right when we're starting to think about, oh, is this ready? Like, am I ready to quit? Is this going to work out? And the last thing I want to leave you guys with, so I guess two last things, is at that moment when you start questioning it, right, is this worthy? Should I just give up? That's when everyone else quits. That is when every other single person who will not make it in life, who will not accomplish their goals, who will in 30 years still be talking about, oh, I did this in high school. Oh, I did that in high school. Those are the people who quit as soon as they start thinking it's not worth it. And that's usually when we start questioning and we start getting angry that we're not making any progress. It's the same moment. And we just have to get through that moment. Okay, you just have to make one one second decision to keep going forward, to take a single step forward. And if you're pissed off, fucking good. Use it. Be pissed off when you take that step. And hell, stomp your foot into the ground if you have to. Yell at the top of your lungs if you have to. But use the energy you have to keep going. Be pissed off to keep going. Don't be pissed off to quit. Be pissed off to keep going. So guys, that is how we know when we're making progress, okay? Ah, I almost forgot. I do want to give you guys a recipe because this last week I forgot when I didn't have one. And I'm just going to give you guys a pretty simple, it's not a recipe, but it's some high protein snacks, okay? And the reason why I want to give you guys some high protein snacks is because protein is one of those macronutrients that our body actually doesn't like to use for fuel, Okay, most of our body really just likes to use carbs and fat for fuel. It doesn't really like to use protein because protein's primary role in the body is to create structure and to create machines, right? Those are the quote unquote enzymes. 
that we use. And that's what carries out all of our chemical reactions, our enzymes. Okay, so our body doesn't really like to use energy, right, in terms of metabolism, but we do get energy from protein when we eat it. But in order for us to actually use that, we then have to break it down, okay? So protein is one of those things that it's actually usually pretty safe for you to overeat on. Like if you're going to overeat on any one of the macronutrients, I would say go a little bit over on your protein numbers, okay? Also, a good metric is probably at least one pound per kilogram of body weight. So if you're 220 pounds, that's 100 kilos. You can divide whatever your body weight is in pounds by 2.2. The other, the high end, is about one gram per pound of body weight. So if you're a 200-pound person, i say the upper limit that you probably want to hit and that's going to be useful for you is about 200 grams of protein a day. You can go over that. But really anything over that one pound, one gram per pound is just going to be kind of like overflow and you're just going to use it up as extra energy because your body can't really intake anything more than the one pound, one gram per pound. Man, one pound per gram of body weight would be insane. Um, So I'm going to give you guys a couple high protein snacks. The first one is Sunkiss tuna packs. Okay, they're usually between 70 and about 120 calories and they have anywhere from 14 to 18 grams of protein per pack. So they're re- pretty low calorie and they have a really high um, protein ratio. The other one will just be a protein powder. Uh, you want to take like a whey isolate. That's the purest form of protein there there is or whatever isolate you get if you're not uh, if you do plant-based protein. And that's going to be the purest. Also, if you look on the label, we want to have the highest ratio between carbs and or protein and carbs. So a pretty good baseline is about a four to one. Uh, some of them you can even get up as high as like an eight to one. And the reason we want to do that for our protein powders is the higher, the lower the ratio is. So if it's like a two to like a two to one or a one to one protein to carbohydrate ratio, all those carbs typically are just junk. Okay. Uh, so that's where you can get a lot of added junk, a lot of stuff that's just going to make you bloated and not be too good. And a couple others would be Greek yogurt. All right, great value Greek yogurt is 19 grams of protein for a three-quarter cup serving, uh, which is really high. And it's only 90 calories, so really low calories. Cottage cheese is another one. And mixed nuts. So you, if you don't like... A particular type of nut or you're allergic to it, you can get a different variety of those. But they tend to have pretty high protein numbers. I will say be careful of those because they also have really high fat content. So they are very much energy dense. So with that, guys, it is a Sunkiss or Starkiss tuna packs, um, a regular protein powder. And we want to have a high protein to carbohydrate ratio. The higher, the better usually. Uh Greek yogurt and cottage cheese. Okay, also, mm, I'll give another non, I'll give you a vegan one or a vegetarian option one, and that would be like edamame or soy and also quinoa. Okay, quinoa is a very, and lentils. So we got seven options there, guys, uh, for high protein foods and snacks. So with that, guys, that is the episode. Hopefully, if you guys are feeling stuck right now, like you're not making any progress, this video, this podcast helps you out. And you can start to realize that you probably are making progress. You're just getting lost in the nitty gritty of the day to day. So take that 30,000 foot view 
assess if your problems are getting better. And honestly, if you're pissed off about it, use that anger to push forward. All right, guys, that's when everybody else quits. And that's not you. You're not a quitter. You're a grinder and you're a worker and you're somebody who's committed and resilient. So guys, with that, that is the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you got something out of this, use it today, right? Start to shift your perspective. Start to realize that, you know, you're actually in a better spot in life than you thought. It's okay to be pissed off about it. And if you know somebody who's feeling stuck or they're pissed off and thinking about quitting, send this their way, right? Post on social media, DM them, have a conversation with them about it. Recommend the podcast, somebody else, guys. Help the show grow. But I really appreciate you guys listening. Most importantly, though, guys, go out, kick ass, take some names, and, of course, earn your good day.